It's Wednesday, the 12th of May, 2021. Welcome to your mentored briefing, the business headlines you need to know delivered to you in five minutes. I'm Sean Aylmer. In today's headlines, the federal government outlines a big spending budget with an election in mind. Plus, markets rise, markets fall. The ASX and global markets tumble just 24 hours after hitting new highs. Victoria records a community-transmitted case of COVID-19, but doesn't go into lockdown yet. And the availability of rental properties falls to the lowest level in almost 10 years. Our lead story today, the federal government is aiming to create 250,000 jobs by the end of next year and cut the unemployment rate below 5% by promising temporary tax cuts for individuals and businesses and spending tens of billions of dollars in aged care, infrastructure and health. Last night's federal budget, delivered by Treasurer Josh Frydenberg, included a big improvement in the bottom line thanks to the recent pickup in the economy and improved economic forecasts. Mr Frydenberg said Australia's economic engine was roaring back to life and the Treasury forecast a rise in wages and inflation back to more normal levels by the middle of 2023. There were temporary tax breaks for companies and individuals, There was more money for aged care, the National Disability Insurance Scheme, apprenticeships and an extension of the job trainer program. There'll be more money for childcare, domestic violence and illnesses that primarily affect women. Other winners include the tech sector, infrastructure, brewers and game developers. But there was a drop in Australia's aid budget and little to improve the green credentials of the country. There was no super payment for mums on state-funded paid parental leave, as had been expected, and all the spending means there's going to be an almighty hangover in five to ten years' time, thanks to a mountain of debt. So what's it all mean? There's an election coming, and if not in the next six months, then soon after. Governments that want to be re-elected spend up big, and COVID-19 has given the coalition the licence to do so, both economically and politically. Add in the fact that the upgraded economic parameters probably won't get much better than where they are now, and interest rates won't get any lower, and you have a golden era of fiscal and monetary policy. Scott Morrison and his team won't have missed that. In overseas news, the sell-down on Wall Street continued. European markets were down too, way down. London's FTSE was 2.5% lower, and the stocks Europe was off nearly 2%. Asian markets also fell yesterday with Hong Kong's Hang Seng down more than 2% and Japan's Nikkei off 3%. What's triggered the market fall? Fears that soaring commodity prices will feed through to inflation. The International Energy Agency said COVID-19 had triggered strong growth in demand for wind and solar power, which expanded at their fastest pace last year since 1999. And the acceleration is forecast to continue. Globally, the amount of renewable energy generation capacity added last year jumped 45%, while demand for all other types of energy fell. And Dogecoin, the cryptocurrency that started as a joke based on a meme and is now the fourth largest currency of its type, surged overnight after billionaire Elon Musk tweeted about whether his company, Tesla, should accept it for payments. 750,000 people responded to his survey within about 30 minutes, pushing Dogecoin 17% higher. Crazy, crazy, crazy. That's the news from around the globe, and this is your mentored briefing. Let's go to local stories now. After the euphoria of Monday's record high, the S&P ASX 200 came tumbling back down yesterday, falling more than 1%. There was a sea of red across the market, 
with 75% of the top 200 stocks falling. The banks were down, the big miners were down, even though iron ore prices pushed beyond 230 US dollars a tonne and demand from Chinese steel mills continued. Healthcare stocks, insurers and logistics companies all fell, but the biggest tumbles came in the tech sector, in particular the buy now, pay later companies. Their run has well and truly ended. Market leader Afterpay and number two, Zipco, both fell around 9%. Victoria recorded one case of community transmitted COVID yesterday. An overseas traveller who had been in quarantine in Adelaide and tested positive four days after leaving the facility, having returned to Melbourne. There are no new restrictions yet, but that will depend very much on whether more cases emerge in the next couple of days. New South Wales recorded no new community cases yesterday, nor did anywhere else in the country. Meanwhile, Finance Minister Simon Birmingham acknowledged that the government doesn't know when international borders will reopen. Senator Birmingham said it would depend on health advice. The budget last night assumed no travel until the middle of 2022. It said most Australians should be vaccinated by the end of the year. And the number of available rental properties across the country has fallen to its lowest level in almost a decade. According to data group SQM Research, that means rents could jump sharply in both the suburbs and regional markets. The vacancy rate across the nation was 1.9%, the lowest figure since 2013. One area where relatively more rental properties remain available are in the inner city rings of Sydney and Melbourne because of the lack of international students. That's your Mentored Briefing for today. Don't miss out on any updates from us here at Mentored by subscribing to our newsletter. Visit mentored.com.au to stay up to date on all the latest. I'm Sean Aylmer. Have a great day.